and we're back. I have the pleasure of introducing you to Grant Talek. He's the co-founder of Authentic Marketing. And the reason, Grant, that I brought you on the podcast today is there's been a phenomenon change in the podcasting world. And luckily, you and your co-founder, Mitch, are you know, blasting away the competition and making some serious headway in it in the fact that short form video is becoming the number one way to market your podcast. We're talking TikTok memes, things like that. You guys are just absolute pros at this and we need to pick your brain so that the audience can figure out what the hell they're doing when marketing their podcast. So thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. And that sounds great. Let's, let's dive into that. Let's start with the why. So why do you think in your experience, short form video has taken off as like the primary marketing vehicle for podcasts. Like we're seeing it on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. When people are promoting their podcasts, they're using these short form videos. Why did, why has that become so popular? Why is it working? Yeah. I mean, it's probably working because it always has just in different mediums. So like podcasting is still relatively new. Um, and I think when you hear the word podcasting, you make a lot of assumptions you know, it's audio, it's, I'm on Apple podcasts. Um, you think of some of like the, the, the bigger names in podcasting right now, like, like Joe Rogan, for instance, right? So there's a lot of assumptions around it. So I think just remembering that podcasting is really fresh and new, um, is important. And that means most people aren't fully utilizing, you know, uh, the medium, the best way they could. So I want to bring it back to what I said earlier, like, short form adapted from long form has worked for a long time. If you look at like sports, for instance, um, I know you're a sports person, so I, I thought I'd bring it up. Um, but the biggest way for a lot of us, and I remember this as a kid too, is like in the morning I would tune into sports center and I would watch the top 10. Like that was always my favorite way to start the morning when, uh, when I was, growing up as a kid, like in high school, I just like love those highlights. And for me, like I grew up playing golf too. So whenever I saw like a golfer made it to the top 10, that was always kind of a special, a special moment. Um, but this concept of taking short form highlights out of long form content is not new. Like it's, it's been done over and over again and, and it works. It works in sports. It works in traditional media. It works in like news conferences from the president, right. And press conferences. Um, that's the way a lot of us consume, consume content is just by watching sound bites. And you can, it's kind of unfortunate sometimes too, cause, um, you know, I think you miss a lot of the nuance from that. Um, uh, but the whole cool part about podcasting, and we can talk about this is like the goal with short form is to get people and encourage people to push through to watch and listen to your long form content. Um, but yeah, the reason, the reason why the short form clips for podcasting on TikTok on YouTube shorts is working right now is because it's just it kind of always has it always has different traditional media yeah. media uh you know areas. So I, I love the way that you phrase that because I I literally I had not thought about it that way. When you put it in the concept of like think about sports highlights, why would you rather like taking, you know, a top 10 ESPN thing, that's exactly like using short form podcasts. It's it's exactly like yeah. you said, it's a different medium. However, it's not as simple as just 
cutting 60 seconds from anywhere in the podcast. It's about finding the right 60 seconds. And then it's taking it even a level further. It's about adding animations. You got to add captions. You have to have, because our attention spans are so short now because it's always just real, real, TikTok, TikTok, short, yeah. short, short. Scrolling cold. Something just has to just be popping in your face the whole time. And that's really where you guys have been able to drill down and find success. So how how are you able to figure out like what all needs to go like those going those levels deeper within. All right. We found the cool. Let me back it up. Yeah, sure. All of that's important. We will dive into that, but let's start with the very basics. We need to find the clip first. Yeah. So for podcasters out there, they know their own content and they might there. It's reasonable to think, yeah, I, I know what works for my audience, but what do you tell other podcasters of like, no, you actually need to be looking for these things when you're finding a clip. Yeah, that's no, that's a good question. Um, I can I can do like a little bit of strategy and also talk about like the tools we use to select clips. Take it and go. Um, but essentially, you got to start with your audience and like who your who your show is for. Um, and if you're really clear on that, like my show is for recent college graduates that are trying to get into, um, you know, flipping real estate or something okay. like that. And you, you really understand your audience and who you're going after. That helps you a ton, uh, when you're actually going through and searching for short form video from, from your podcast. Okay. Um, and just listening, listening to it with that ear. So if you're doing that as the host and you're actually the person going through and, and selecting clips like that's probably some stuff is just going to jump out at you and a lot of the time you'll just start identifying hooks in the conversation like you ask your guest a question um and they just have a banger answer and or a hot take just, yeah or a, or a hot take um or just something informative you know it, you don't always have to take out hot takes as clips like okay. again that goes back to the goal is like you're trying to go after a specific audience. Like is if you're, these clips are serving that audience, then like they're doing their job. Um, if you're just taking out a hot take cause it's interesting and it can appeal to no anyone and everyone. Yeah. Like that's not really a great long-term strategy. Interesting. Um, okay. So, so if you're going for like a more bill, let's just stick with the real estate thing then. So if you're looking for like a more business fight, like narrow, you're narrowing your focus of your audience. So you're looking for the informative clip of like, it's numbers, 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 but it's also presented in a mind blowing way. Like this is how much money this person has made by flipping real estate, leaving college and they're 24 years old, something like, like that's the banger clip that you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, there, there's that, I feel like that might be somewhat, uh, kind of targeting like the fringe of your audience. And that, okay. that's something. So in the sense that whenever money is brought into the table, you're you're kind of gonna capture some eyeballs and stuff like that and they money is just one of those hot topics that people want to hear about not always necessarily associated with your direct audience so yeah you kind of have to toe the line too behind having short form content that's like really tailored to that core audience but then also having stuff that can kind of get people on the fringes as well because you do want to bring new people in into your funnel um that might might be interested in your content and, and want to learn more. Okay. Um, so for instance, like if you're one way you can emphasize this is if you have a podcast about entrepreneurship or about like podcast marketing, for instance, like there's a ton of buzzwords out there. Um, 
you know, CTRs, click-through rates, whatever, like CPM, cost per, cost per, what is it? Cost per thousand, cost per impression. Yeah. Um, I got it wrong. CPM and is cost per thousand. Yeah. Cost per thousand. It should yeah, be CPT, go. but it's CPM because. Well, cost Latin. per milli or something like that. Cost per Latin, milli. Right? <laughs> yeah. So trying to steer clear of stuff like that in explaining things in the most obvious and simple way. And to you as the expert, yeah, it oftentimes it feels too obvious and too clear, but you have to realize that what's obvious for you is probably not obvious to your audience. Um, so we're so avoiding can, jargon. Yeah. Avoiding okay. jargon. You can take, um, like some inspiration from, do you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh yeah. He's so he's an astrophysicist. You, you know, he's kind of buddies with like Bill Nye, right? They're these science communicators and what Bill, or sorry, what both of them are realizing, I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about before is that when he started out as an astrophysicist and he was getting interviewed by people, um, like news stations, for instance, he would do like a 20 minute interview. And then the next day he would go on the news to watch what he, you know, partook in and they would just share a 10 second soundbite or like a 30 second soundbite. And it was really frustrating for him, but then he realized, okay, this is just kind of the way this situation works with media and, and with journalism as it is like, I'm going to get really good at sound bites. So yeah. he would try to take complex subjects and figure out how to explain them in really simple terms and in a short fashion. And that's why Neil is so great is because he really optimized for that. Um, and he learned through practice, like how to tell compelling stories in, in a short form way that the news outlets would really want to hone in on. And the most important thing is that like these stories are relatable, you know, like he'll take an astrophysics concept and he'll make it relatable to your daily commute, you yeah. know, because that's something we all, most of us do. Um, so that, yeah, tying that back to the, uh, choosing clips, you, you want to realize that like some of the just plain and simple, obvious stuff to you as the host or the guest is actually going to be super informative to your potential audience because a lot of them are beginners. Um, a lot of them might not have a formal education. They don't have the experience. So looking at it through that eye too, of um, realizing that, you know, it's not always just the breakthrough stuff that you want to highlight. It's also the really basic concepts that you just got to harp on consistently to, to educate your audience. Can you give some insight into the numbers. So we found our clip. We know how to find our clips. Now let's talk about a few of the different platforms because they're different. You've got you. Let's just take the, let's take the two big ones, YouTube or three. Let's go YouTube right. shorts, Instagram reels, and TikToks. Can you talk about the time? Like, I know that the, uh, like the length of the video matters. Like how, how does that differ across each platform? Yeah. So if you actually, if you, go to like the YouTube shorts page where they, they talk about how it all works and, and stuff like that. They actually explicitly say like YouTube shorts, they suggest YouTube shorts being about 15 seconds. Okay. Like that's a direct suggestion from YouTube. I'm not sure if they've changed that. And I'm not sure if TikTok or Instagram actually makes a suggestion for that. Um, but YouTube is literally explicitly saying that. Um, but don't they the, max out at 60? Yeah. So they basically max at 60, if you can, okay. 
be less than 60, you're going to at least fit the constraints. of. So that's YouTube shorts. But then TikTok wise, like my wife shows me TikToks and some of them I'll be like, holy God, this is like three minutes long. When does this end? Yeah. So I think their max is, uh, is just short of 10 minutes now. Wow. Um, and they, they decided to, I think a big part of them deciding to, uh, change that up was just seeing YouTube, right? Like the cool thing about YouTube is they now have YouTube shorts. They've got the short form scrolling TikTok style feed, but then they also have long form. Um, and that's something that YouTube is a master of. We were talking about, uh, YouTube's really good at they have yeah. they've mastered the long form and now they've added short form versus TikTok is now kind of going in reverse. So ultimately what happens is yeah, exactly. YouTube is recommending 15 seconds because our attention spans are so short and then TikTok is starting to expand so you you as the podcaster you don't really have to box yourself in essentially. You can find clips like you don't have to go oh god I, I have to find something that's 15 seconds long i can't find anything you can stretch that out a little bit but i think what plays into that as well is the editing and that's kind of what i want to talk about as well the editing is really important too we're talking quick cuts we're cutting out filler words and you can take a you know a two minute long rant and cut that down into 45 seconds so that's kind of a lens that you have to look into what do you think about that yeah no that's really important and that's to talk about the length thing like i wouldn't say you have to have a 15 second video it has to be 30 seconds or it has to be under 45 you just have to create a video that the way to look at it as if you can keep someone's attention for longer great they'll keep watching and that's where the skill of actually learning to select good clips comes um and also being a good storyteller like i don't know if you've ever gone to a comedy show and someone just all absolutely bombs. Okay, <laughs> yeah. awesome. I just so saw like, two comedians bomb like two weeks ago and it oh, was really? the most cringe, terrible thing ever. It's cringy and you want to get out of the room, you know, but you can't because it's it's an in-person studio and it, it just would be disrespectful. I yeah. don't know, maybe some people do it. The thing is on, on TikTok or on Instagram, you can just scroll. <laughs> you can just leave the room literally. Uh, but you see an amazing comedian and you're gripped. You're not thinking about looking at your phone you know, you're not, so it doesn't matter how long their segment was one, you know, they were both an, they were both an hour or whatever, but one person was super entertaining and you, they had your attention. Um, and one person you wanted to leave the room from. So I think looking at it that way is like keeping, um, keeping that, yeah, keeping that in mind, like your content can be as long as you want, as long as it's going to keep people. It's gotta be good. It's got to be good. It's interesting how like you're kind of building this funnel and at the bottom is spitting out a person watching your clip and deciding to go over to your podcast, which is the ultimate goal. But it starts at the top, which is your content has to be good. If your content sucks, that's where you have to start. Then you can get into, okay, how do we find a good clip? And then we talk about editing. Um, So we've kind of started there and we're building down this funnel. And then the next step in the funnel after you've selected your clip would be it can't just be a talking head. We're talking, like I mentioned earlier, captions, animations, things like that. What are some of the tools? Are there free tools out there that people yeah. can use? What do you recommend? Like very bare bones, basic things that anybody can add on to their clips if they're doing them themselves. Yeah. So the the tool we use and love to start out with repurposing is Descript. Okay. And I was actually listening to your last episode where you guys were 
you guys weren't the biggest fan of D. We're shitting actually. all over it, but yeah, and that's actually, because we're using. I don't use it for the right reasons. I, I like. I'm yeah. basically driving the Ferrari in the slow lane versus you guys are taking it out to the track and really using it. <laughs> okay, I, I'm glad you think so. Uh, we're using it, I think, for what it's best at, which is creating it when you upload. So, basically, the way it works: um, you upload your long form podcast episode it creates a transcription of the entire episode and it's like 98% accurate. Like it, and especially if you have a good mic, if you have a good mic and good audio, like it is almost perfect. Um, and from there, then you can go through and just start listening, listening for those hooks, listening for those potential 30 to 90 second highlights. They could be longer as we were just talking about, um, or shorter. And when you found one that you like, you just highlight it with your cursor right click and click new. It's almost like copying and pasting on a Word document. Super simple. And that creates a separate clip. Um, from there, you go into a new window and that's where you can kind of get a little more specific with the editing. And what we'll do there is remove filler words. So things like, uh, you know, right. Things that are just not actually adding anything to the idea um, and just cut those out. Oh, and it makes the clip so much more snappy too once those are exactly. gone. Yeah. So literally, I just used two filler words there. That's something we would cut out. <laughs> that's okay. This is a long form and, podcast. We're leaving those. No, in. and that's true. And in a long form setting, it's okay. You know, we're all humans. Like we have our own speech patterns. That's one of the things that's cool about us. Like that makes us unique personalities. Um, but in a short form context, the, especially that first sentence, that hook is really important. You know, it, it needs to, it needs to start fast. Um, and tell you what you're going to learn. You know, like this is the reason why I decided it was time to drop out of college or name, name a bunch of different hooks. I can't think of them off the top of my head <laughs> right now, but come on, dude, this is what you do. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I know. But, um, yeah. So starting out with a hook and then from there, the subtitles are super important. Um, we also do the subtitles actually, do the subtitles need to be perfect? Because I've seen some of the biggest podcasts out there, and the subtitles, like I, I noticed right out of the gate, I'm like, four of these words are wrong, but it's got yeah. ten thousand likes on it. I mean, is that distracting to you? Like, not really. If the content's funny or engaging, sure. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, as long as it's not completely off base, um, and and misleads you. Yeah. The thing though is, that a lot of us are listening and watching on these platforms without sound so you rely on the yeah. subtitles so if the word that it was replaced with was completely inaccurate and made it confusing and that's not great i would say that's the type of attention to detail that you can pretty quickly fix yeah. you know it's just there's you already put this much effort into searching for the clip recording the episode like distributing the clip you may as well get the subtitles right especially on the 45 second video. Yeah. It right? takes five seconds to, to fix it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little longer than that. It's just every additional step in the process, as you know, it just creates, creates an extra bottleneck. So it's definitely another step and you have to make sure, make sure you get it right. But, um, yeah, the reason why that's so important is just from based on the fact that most people are listening with their sound off yeah. and, um, you can still convey a message if you have subtitles, there's obviously people that you can make it more accessible um, to people that are hard of hearing and things of that nature, which is great um, and serve that audience as well. Um, and then also like when someone's trying to hammer home a point and, you know, really highlighting some specific keywords. Um, so again, go back to that hook of like, this is the reason why I 
dropped out of college. Like dropped yeah. out of college would probably be those four words that pop up on the screen to really to to give you that extra pizzazz and like remind you why you're listening. Um, so you can use text animation to your benefit to to keep people engaged as well and and let them know you know why they're here to watch the video. It's so, so funny. You, it's so funny you say that because I, we're in the process of launching a new podcast and. Um, I've sort of taken on the role of like, so for the video, essentially the client wants, uh, well, this podcast will be out now. It's called masters of moments. So if you're listening to this, cool. you want to learn about hotel hospitality, go check that show out. Um, so he wants like a clip at the beginning and he wanted captions on, on, on top of it. And so I, I found a really great clip. I put the captions on there and I showed it to my wife. I was like, here, what do you think of this? Just to get a totally neutral perspective on it. And she goes, she just started blinking like crazy. She's like, there's too many words on it. Like, and she said exactly what she said. She said, cut it down to just the important words that matter. This, this, this. And it's so true because you can throw the captions on there, but it can feel super cluttered if every sentence is totally spaced out and you're reading every single thing. You got to really nail it down. But that seems like it's more for video. Some people do audiograms. Would you recommend for audio? You kind of gave me a look where you're like, fuck audiograms. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, with audiograms, it, it would be safe to assume that you probably want everything worded out there. Yeah, no, you you would definitely want the full subtitle coverage with the audiograms. But, um, you know, I think something you and I would both really push podcasters to do is even if you're not going to publish the long form video content to YouTube, at least re record the video. Mm. And then you can use that for the repurposed clips. Yeah. Um, just because a talking head is a lot more engaging than a blank screen. I totally um, agree. And some subtitles. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely important. I, I still think um for you know a standard like podcast clip, talking head, um, non-audiogram, like having having the whole set of subtitles, you know, down kind of middle, lower third. Um, for the entire video is important, but then when there are those key moments, you flash over that, eliminate those and just focus on those large text animations. Um, so you still want to have the full subtitles for the video. Um, as long as they're not too distracting, like your wife was saying, right. And, uh, and creating some type of, you know, bad reaction to it, but yeah. 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 Okay. Audio audiograms. You, you caught my reaction there. It's like at this point, <laughs> this is the biggest eye roll I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, though, because honestly, they're actually, fine. They're just I not started out with those. Yeah. And our business started out with those three years ago when most podcasters weren't looking at podcasting as a video format. And that's what I go back to earlier when I was saying, like, most people have all these assumptions about podcasting. Like, yeah. you just need to get rid of all those. Yeah. Um, I'd argue that but, it's becoming video first. Yeah, I would say I actually listen to podcasts on and watch them on YouTube with YouTube and premium, right? So you, this is the thing, and maybe YouTube will change this, but you have to have YouTube premium in order to close out your yep. phone or, app. or go to Twitter or close. Yeah. Yep. Or click your phone off and put it in your pocket. Yeah. So if you don't have YouTube premium, the free version, um, then, and you're watching a YouTube video and you press the sleep button on your phone, it just cuts off the podcast and you yeah. can't keep listening. Um, so, but if you upgraded the $9.99 a month subscription, you can get that as, as a viewer. So, but the way I listen is like, if, and when I listen to podcasts, like I, I try to be pretty intentional and like really focus. So I'm actually not really an audio consumer there, but I'll watch on my TV a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I love the Rich Roll podcast. They do an amazing job of an in-studio experience um, and really putting like the extra effort in um, to make the video product pretty epic. But when, you know, I've listened to it or watched it for 30 minutes, I'll switch to my phone and maybe I'm doing some dishes or I'm doing some laundry or something like that. I'll switch to the audio, the audio um, component. That's only because I have YouTube premium and I feel like most people still haven't jumped on board with that. Yeah. Um, it, and YouTube did release some like an announcement as of today. We're recording this on February 23rd. Uh, okay. They did release something saying that they're implementing audio first podcasts tabs yes. to it. So they like they're t they're doing the full gamut of they're going to have the regular videos where you can watch skateboarding fails, basketball highlights, shorts, and then you can listen to podcasts. So that is going to be gotcha. coming out, um, which makes all the more sense that you need to have your podcast on YouTube. But let's say that uh, let's say that I'm doing my own clips. I've got my podcast, uh, but I'm not an animator. I know that having like images flash over like memes, things like that, that's super fun to have and is, is important along with the subtitles. Where would you point someone to go to find free images that they can use uh, that are would be relevant to the clip? And again, that's up to their discretion. You know your clip, you know what you need to be looking for, but I need sort of a marketplace to get those like high quality images. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of like free areas you can go like Pexels. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of paid subscriptions too that usually around like $30 a month um, first first stock video. Okay. But honestly, you can also take a lot, like if you're interviewing someone, um, like for instance, we are one of our clients recently interviewed the CEO of Whoop and they're talking about the Whoop product. That's a Whoop big one. has a ton of marketing collateral and video on their website, on their YouTube that is 100% relevant to what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so thinking a little bit outside the box of stock photography, that's something we actually would recommend trying to go, uh, stay away from okay. if you, if you can, um, and try to find more authentic, authentic B-roll by sourcing it. Like if you're interviewing a company CEO and they already have content out there, like piggybacking off of that. And especially yeah. if you're support, you want to support their brand and show them in a positive light, like there's no really issues there. Great. Um, so I'd say start there first. Okay. Um, so think outside, really, think outside the box. Don't, yeah, don't, don't sure. try to be boring. It's gotta be exciting. I, I like that way of approaching it. Cause it, you know, people don't think about that. They'll just go, Oh, I need a picture to go over it. And we're talking about skiing. So I'm going to go find a mountain range on Pexels and you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, making sure that you're not just adding B-roll for the sake of adding B-roll and adding animation for the sake of adding animations. Like, it should actually help tell the story hmm. and uh, and not distract from it. So, so yeah, Pexels can be great. Don't overuse it. Um, that's definitely probably the quickest way to get it. Also, I use um, so I use Google Photos for as my uh, cloud storage for my mm -hmm. phone. Uh, I have an iPhone, but I use Google Storage because I have like unlimited Google Storage. So I've got insane amounts of video. All right, photos badass. There, <laughs> I just you know, no, seriously, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like lucky to have. Actually, through my college, I went to Babson College, and you're allowed to keep your email address um, after you graduate. And they, are you sure you want to tell this? They might, they, someone yes. might from Babson might hear this and be like, shut this dude's email down. No, <laughs> <laughs> so. No, this is like, yeah, I remember this is one of the reasons, you know, they like advertise this on their website, but yeah. 
that comes with an unlimited subscription to Google Photos. Like you could have insane amounts of storage on there, but they have this new feature and, and like Apple's iCloud has this too, but you can search for like mountains on your phone. Yeah. Um, and it'll show you all the videos and photos you've taken of mountains or of the ocean or, oh, that's awesome. you know, and ideally there's, <clears throat> there's something that you're actually in, um, and you can use custom B-roll there. So, you know, think outside the box there too, like use some stuff that you've actually recorded. Yeah, um, that's true. And even, you know, spend a day too, maybe in your studio or in your office, just recording some potential B-roll of like you at your computer yeah. or you recording a video, you know, you editing a show, whatever, um, that can be helpful. So yeah, thinking outside the box there is super important. It You can very clearly tell when someone is using stock stock video. So yeah, they're not putting, it, it doesn't, it, it comes off as them not putting any effort into it. Um, yeah. okay. That's, that's fantastic. I, I did not expect to get something that tangible out of it. So I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so there's this tweet that I've been sharing out on my sub stack and it's just really caught my eye. It was from the head of growth at my first million, Jonathan Barshop. So he quote tweeted a tweet of, uh, this guy who says, one thing I will say is TikTok has been hilariously bad so far, at least is driving any newsletter signups after 10 million views. The sub stack that I've gotten are 32 subscribers. So that's the tweet. And then the yeah, head of growth for po- head of podcast growth, Jonathan tweets, he says, it's the same for podcasts. In the last 120 days, my first million podcast has gotten 17 million views on TikToks and 1,300 downloads for their podcast from those 17 million views. So the argument could be made that for TikTok specifically, I think it's great for, I think YouTube and Reels, I think it works. I think the conversion rate is good. But he's saying that the conversion rate on TikTok is 0.01%. How would you argue that? Yeah, it, honestly, it, it's not it's not that good. But they've also built a successful TikTok following based on their podcast and they've built a successful channel there, which is great. And they can do a ton with that channel. Yep. Um, and you have to also realize that we all know TikTok, right? It's hot people, but it's a scrolling feed. Like this yeah. is how people consume the platform. People yeah. very rarely go to the prof their profiles. And oftentimes you don't even follow creators that you want to, um, to see that more of their content. Like you just like TikTok them. You just like the one that you, you like. Yeah. Exactly. Or TikTok knows how long you're watching it for and they can recommend other content for you. So there's, there's not always a lot of interaction that happens mm. on TikTok. Um, but nonetheless, they created a successful channel that they can they can adapt. They can start posting different types of, of content there. And maybe if they actually had more clear calls to action and they create, created some additional video content that was more scripted or yeah. was it expressed like, hey, you know, you can actually check out our newsletter or check out our podcast on these platforms. Like I'd be surprised if they've done that yet. Um, but there's also just a platform issue here. Like okay. in YouTube, YouTube's I think trying to fix this with like, they've got the long form, they've got the short form, but even if you're on YouTube shorts and you watch a podcast clip and you want to listen to the entire episode, you have to click on their profile and then you have to find that video. Yeah, And that takes a little bit of friction, you know, it might take 10 seconds. Wow. Ton of time. Um, but you actually kind of have to work for it a little bit. So when YouTube can figure out how to, if you're interested in, you know, this podcast episode, just directly link you from that YouTube short to that to full video. Full length, yeah. Then, that's a great idea. And it'd be seamless. Like maybe you even jump right in at that, 
at that point in the conversation. Yeah. Well, you made There's the same argument. something there. You made the same argument that I did on on this on the Substack when I was talking about that specific tweet was that they've built up a huge page. That's the goal. They got eyeballs. It doesn't matter that it's not on the podcast. It's they got yeah. eyeballs. They got what the short form video was trying to do. They got attention and they're getting followers for it. And that ultimately helps them regardless of whether it's on TikTok or it's going to their full length podcast. So I think the argument is you should be doing those short form videos regardless of whether the conversion rate is 0.1% or 110%. It's going to get eyeballs and you're being silly for not, you're creating the content already. It's silly to not take that extra step and try and pull for pull more out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, people got to think outside the box, like, and look at their podcast, not just as a, as a show and it just as an audio, like only thing and realize that it's, it's about building like a media engine and, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. They've been so successful on TikTok and now they can they can take that in its own direction. And, um, and they did do that call to action thing that you mentioned. So I was listening to one of their episodes today yeah. and on the long form audio version, they just cut in the middle of the conversation completely and it cuts to the host going, hey guys, you've been getting this podcast for free, but we just want to let you know, this isn't free. It's not going to be around. So you need to pay your dues. And the dues are, you need to go to the YouTube <laughs> channel, click the subscribe button, click like, and turn on the notification bell. So they somehow need to get that within the the short. So they are doing that. Um, and I think that's a good uh, yeah a good rule for podcasters to do as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the cool thing about YouTube shorts is with general YouTube videos, um, the subscription button is a little bit out of the way. Like you might have to scroll down a little bit, especially if you're watching full screen. And, um, whereas in the YouTube shorts feed, it is like directly embedded into the video Yeah, right there and down in the bottom left, right next to your profile picture. And, uh, so there's a lot less friction there. And I, I think that's kind of, yeah, what needs to happen is they need to figure out how to um, just create less friction in that process. And all these platforms want you to stay on their platform for longer. So the, like, obviously YouTube doesn't watch, want you watching one of their, a YouTube short from a podcast. And then the podcaster link it to Spotify and you go listen to Spotify. Yeah, YouTube wants you to then watch the podcast or listen on, on their platform. So they're going to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it makes sense for TikTok. TikTok, I, I would imagine would add a podcasting thing too, or long form content as well, where they're just like, Hey, do you want to see the full version of this? Just go to their full TikTok page. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it seems like they've already made some strides to, to, uh, to try that. I don't we'll have TikTok, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you <laughs> not be for the better. Well, you nailed the you nailed the first hard question. I'm going to hit you with the second hard question. That's All the right. last question. Um, so there's this there's this question that I want I want to answer, and it's kind of like this this revelation has come to me over just the last couple of interviews that I've done, and the goal is to find out what makes a great podcast, and we've got the funnel that we built throughout this conversation, and the top of the funnel is your content needs to be good. So the question that I would ask yeah. you is what makes a podcast great in your mind? Yeah. I think it doesn't have as much to do with views or it's like perceived success. But what I would say is really when a podcast has served a new topic and a new audience and, and brought, brought that together and become like the go-to show for if I need help with this specific thing, then that's where I'm going. Um, I can think of like the, there's actually, I recently got big into disc golf and 
I think we may have mentioned this recently, or I mentioned this last time I talked to you, but um, disc golf media, like it's a new sport. It's a yeah. niche sport, right? Like similar to maybe pickleball where it's like picked up a ton of steam in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and even more so in the last few years. And those sports were not promoted by traditional news outlets. They're not on sports center, maybe rarely, but they're, they're not, you know, picked up by NBC and like, like all these traditional sports have like football, basketball, um, those sports have kind of, their media has been really built on the backs of YouTube, which is really exciting because as you and I both know, like that is where content is headed. And these traditional media companies have an uphill battle competing against, uh, the, the creators on YouTube and the companies who are really thriving there. Um, so I listened to this disc golf podcast called foundation and they just saw a gap gap in the market, um, where there was a lack of content in the disc golf space, especially in terms of like talking about professional tournaments and things of that nature. And they just did a great job of being consistent, creating really fun, entertaining content. They did it for years and they became the go-to like news source in that, in that niche. Um, and there's so many opportunities out there now for anyone to do this if you're really passionate about it, whether it's disc golf or pickleball, or like I was talking about a niche earlier, like, you know, real estate investing for recent college graduates. Yeah. Like if you can really hit on a new topic for a new audience um, and teach something in a way that no one has ever taught it before, then I, I think that makes for a great show. So. I love that. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you. Um, Okay. The easiest question of the podcast. So there's people out there that want to make clips for their podcast, but they go, you know what? I'm not tech savvy enough for this. That's what you guys do. So where, where can people find you online? Where can they find authentic marketing? Yeah. So if you just reach out to me on LinkedIn, my name's Grant Talek. You can yeah, definitely kick off a relationship. We'll, we'll talk through things there. Um, but you can also find us on our website at authenticmarketing.com. That's authentic with a Q, not a C. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to, either just talk through some strategy, make some recommendations to you as well. If you're trying to do things DIY, or if you're really just trying to outsource this, you don't have the time, you don't have the expertise, or you don't have the team members hired yet, something we could do for you as well. So love to help. And links to all to Grant's LinkedIn and their website will be in the show notes. So you don't have to go Googling for it. Those will be very easy for you to find. Just scroll down and click on that. Definitely hit up Grant. He is a He's a stud. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, Thanks, Johnny. That's it, everybody. Go subscribe to the Substack, okay? And then follow yeah, me. Call to action. Yeah, that's call to action. Subscribe to the Substack. Follow the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. And I will see you on the next episode.